A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center Podcast feed, and I'm Ken Napsock for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars Episode 53. 53. Thanks for sticking with us after a week in which uh, we here at the Force Center team uh, had to take an unexpected hiatus due to travel and conventions and personal life uh, getting in the way, other jobs getting in the way, and at one point, technology getting in the way. Kind of ironic that a Star Wars show would run into problems with technology. 
Jennifer Landa and I definitely did try to record a little Force Center this week uh, via Skype, and uh, we're still going to try that, but uh, Skype wasn't working, a recording program from Skype wasn't working, whole bunch of not working. So I apologize to you. Scrimshaw is out and about. Uh, I do know he recorded a live databank brawl, and that will be out next week. Uh, Jen Landa and I are going to try to uh, get together, do a little force center for you guys, a little reaction to what's going on, just a little something for you. But I appreciate you sticking with us here. This Spotlight Star Wars is our first broadcast back after this short hiatus. And I'm sure it won't be the last. Sometimes it'll happen. That's just what it's going to be. Bear with us. We appreciate your tweets, though. When you tweet us and you say, where the hell's the episode? I want my Force Center. I want my Spotlight Star Wars. I want my Jedi Beat. It makes us feel good. So uh, here we are, all feeling good now, and I am back here, and I wanted to talk about canon. Not our first time. Won't be our last time here on the Star Wars Force Center podcast feed here. I'm sure Pablo Hidalgo and Leland Chi wish it was our last time. But that's their job. It's their job to do canon. But but this goes in a different direction. And this was uh, prompted by two things that happened. I got a great question this week from our uh, fan at uh, Armchair Media on Twitter who said, Spotlight Star War, which was, I couldn't find this tweet today because I had to go back and dig it up. Uh, Remember, it's Spotlight Star Wars, but I took that as a good Marge Simpson or Arrested Development reference. Spotlight Star War. Here's a dollar. Go see a Star War. Uh, He asked us uh, at Force Center Pod and me, so I'm taking it over for myself here on this show. I'm, I'm, I'm selfish. Sorry, Joseph. Sorry, Jennifer. Do you think canon will be restarted again in the future? I can see it getting messy again. Fair question. I've heard this asked before, um, and um, I, we've answered this before, and I, I think I've been on other shows and answered this before. Uh, but the reason it popped back in, this question pops back up, and then I finally uh, haven't been able to get to my comic book shop on a regular basis, Earth 2 over in Northridge, California. Great shop. Hi, Earth 2 team. But I, uh, I, I finally got over there, and I was able to finally pick up Han Solo Part 1, the new Han Solo a uh, comic series for Marvel. Uh, I think it's going to be five issues. Marjorie Liu is the writer. Mark Brooks, the artist. Sonia Obak doing colors. And uh, the great team there, Jordan D. White, editor. Heather Antos, assistant editor. They do a great t- uh, job over there at Marvel. We know that. And this comic is good. I like it. It gets an A review from me. Does that matter to you? matters to me, but I like it a lot. Um, it definitely had the essence of Han Solo. It definitely uh, great art, great design, great story, fun story. Got Han doing some racing. He's working with Leia. Sexual tension is building with Leia. Get some funny moments with Han and Chewie. It is everything you'd probably want out of a Han Solo story. Um, we'll see what happens when they take it to the big screen. Uh, it was definitely interesting. Um, but the th- interesting thing was, and this is why it combined with the, uh, the question that I got from Armchair Media about canon, is this uh, s- story takes place uh, shortly after the events of New Hope. 
which is uh, also the time period that the Princess Leia comic takes place and, and the mainline Star Wars story for Marvel when, when that takes place. Now, the Leia one, we know what happened. It starts literally minutes after the destruction of the Death Star in a Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope and picks up from there. The, the Star Wars Marvel line, the main line, picks up, I, I forget exactly, I, the, the book is sealed. I can't pull it out right now. I don't want to break the tape on my seal of my issues there. Um, it starts closely, but uh, we got some time in between. And this one, this one's got, it's the same time period as well. So it got me thinking, well, it got me a little confused for a moment. Sitting there reading, trying to piece together when, what, where this all takes place. And I thought, ah, canon is muddled. We're getting a little muddled here. The stories are are uh, sometimes excellently intertwining in some of the ways they've done with Darth Vader and the Star Wars main story and uh, with Vader down. And then uh, and then you got this where I'm now a little confused and what do I follow? Do I follow do I piece it together? And then Armchair Media has this question. Uh, will will they ever restart canon cuz cuz you can see it getting messy. So I wanted to address that as best I could here. I do see that it can get messy. It's messy. But here's my point today. And here's my point to anyone out there in Star Wars land who, who focuses on canon. And Joseph and I had this conversation in an earlier Force Center about why do we care about canon. And, and I understand why we care about canon. I care about canon. That, that, that dastardly word that wasn't part of my Star Wars fandom in the 80s. But it is now. Because we're in the era of connected cinematic universes. We're in the era of things on the big screen might uh, attach to things in books and things in comic books and maybe things on television and maybe things on live action television. And whether you like the extended and expanded Star Wars universe or not, uh, a lot of you do. And I hope you still do. And you can still enjoy those stories. But as I've said before, and I'll say again... That that got un, unwieldy. It was it was the wild wild west of Star Wars storytelling, and it was just absolutely confusing. I totally completely understand why the team at Lucasfilm said, "Hey, we sold Star Wars. Disney's going to help us make some more. Disney's doing great with the MCU. Let's try to do." The same thing. We have to take back our story elements. We have to take back everything. Solo twins, great idea. Gone. Chewbacca dead, not a good idea. But guess what? Gone. All that's gone. The Ewok adventure movies, gone. Sadly. Or maybe back. We don't know. So I understand all that. But I guess the fear is that the same thing would happen. And when I read the Han Solo standalone comic here, and try to place it on a timeline without a chart in front of me as it compares to the Princess Leia standalone comic and the Star Wars mainline comic and the Darth Vader comic, the Lando comic, all of it. All of it's around the same time period. They're playing between four and five. They're really heavy in that area um, and that era. Uh, Not counting, of course, uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and the Poe Dameron comic. Um, So... For the first time, I was a little bit confused, but I'm here to tell you, eight minutes in, the point of my message. Don't worry about it. Ah, you could almost hear the team at the Lucasfilm Story Group breathe a sigh of relief as if they actually listened to this. Don't worry about it. As I read, because each Marvel Star Wars comic has an opening crawl, which I love, as I read, 
and I'll have to confess something, I generally read these aloud to myself and alone in my room. Han Solo, part one. It is a period of unrest, in a galaxy oppressed by the Empire's unrelenting brutality. There is little hope for change. Nonetheless, the rebels have banded together to fight back against such corruption. I don't know. It's just, it's, do we, do, am I the only one? Am I the only one that does that? I can't be the only Star Wars nerd that reads the Star Wars comic crawls out loud to himself. Please confess. Hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Tell me you do it, too. So I did get a little confused. Han Solo's taking a step back from the rebel cause, returning his focus to what he does best, smuggling. That was the line that got me. On trusting by nature, he's skeptical of any uh, skeptical, skeptic, skeptical, skeptical of anyone who crosses his path. Uh, fortunately for him, he cannot stay under the radar forever. Ellipses, ellipses, get the story started. It was the line of Han Solo was taking a step back from the rebel cause, returning his focus to what he does best, smuggling. Number one, that's kind of similar to what we find him doing in Force Awakens. He's going to go back to where he's comfortable. Um, but I, uh, that was the line that got me confused because I was like, well, he definitely, at the end of New Hope, he's getting the medal. He's on the team. When we see him in Empire, yeah, he's getting ready to leave. He's getting ready to go back to uh, a life of smuggling, potentially, or just running away from it all. But uh, we're starting to see in the Star Wars mainline uh, comic book series that he's all in at that point. He's part of this Rebel Alliance. So I was like wondering, well, what part? That's where I was really like, where does this fit in? Where does this fit in? And then, then I... Like Obi-Wan spoke to me via Force Ghost Powers. Hashtag Ghost Sit. I, I said to myself, I've got I've to let go of that. I've just got to relax and enjoy this five-part series about one of my favorite characters of all time in fiction and just see where it goes and not worry about well, what does this mean for the Star Wars mainline comic? What does it mean for the Vader series where Han sometimes popped up? How will this factor into the Han Solo Solo movie? The Han Solo Solo movie, which is uh, we should all be saying more. How does it tie up and end in Force Awakens? What do we do? What do we do? Where does it all go? Cannon's messy, cannon's muddled. Just relax. Just enjoy these stories. And know that because of people like Pablo Hidalgo, and Leland Chi and the Lucasfilm Story Group and all these names we're starting to know. Names that, even if they existed and had these jobs in the 80s, we probably wouldn't have known as much. Within this day and age of rapid-fire, 24-second, easy-access media, we know these names. And I, I just got to say, we got to stop. We got we to not worry so much. Once again, we're, gonna, we're always going to come back to this point. Because things, things flame it up. Forrest Whitaker playing Saw Gerrera and not having the same eye color as maybe the character did in an animated form in one or two episodes of a long-running series inflames everybody. And poor Pablo has to sit on the internet all day and talk about what eye color is canon. What eye color is canon? Is it green? Is it brown? Is it blue? Is it purple? Is it red? It doesn't matter. The fact is that the character exists in a movie form played by a real actor. And it started as an animated character. And they have that right as filmmakers to just make a little change or go with me on here, not give a damn about what color the eyes of Saw Gerrera are compared to his animated form. 
They can tell the story they want to they want to tell. And because, again, because we have these people in control that they sit in offices, probably up in Lucasfilm having a nice snack in their kitchen. And I'm sure Lucasfilm facilities have a good snack assortment in their break rooms and kitchens. It's their job to make sure it doesn't get muddled. And we just have to trust them. You can pose the question, does it get messy? Because I'm sure at some point there will be some mistake or there will be some kind of oversight that they have to uh, kind of piece back together. That will happen because they're putting out so much stuff. But they sit in rooms and they chart this stuff and it is out there and they don't do it just to uh, rub you uh, expanded universe fans the wrong way. I've heard them say several times, you can still enjoy those stories. We're releasing them as legend stories. Enjoy them. They still exist. They're still valid in your mind if you want them to be. And it doesn't matter. If you think that some of the stories from Jabba's, uh, the tales from Jabba's palace are true, and you think that's Sy Snoodle's backstory and Max Rebo's backstory, then it is. It is to you. Until, until up on screen... In Star Wars Episode Eleven, the, the 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 history of Max Rebo is told by his son, Doug Rebo. All right, until that happens, you can enjoy the full backstory of Max Rebo from Tales of Jabba's from Jabba's Palace. Just like I'm going to enjoy these stories. Just like we all should sit back and not worry about it as much. And definitely don't tweet Pablo Hidalgo to talk about eye color. A simple question is fine. Christian Harloff, my buddy from Schmoes No, and the lead figure over at uh, Collider's Jedi Council, he's become kind of a, a canon master himself and an answer man for canon and a spokesman for canon outside of the official walls of Lucasfilm, of course. Um, but he'll get questions. And sometimes he'll answer, yes, it's canon. But I got to say, sometimes all you have to do is kind of look it up. Fortunately, we have something called Wikipedia. And it's mostly true. You can go to StarWars.com and to the databank, where we get our databank brawl show from, and answer the questions yourself. Sometimes I just think people want to shout into the Twitter sphere to get an answer, to get a rise, to get... Uh, to get Christian or, or Pablo or Leland G to answer some of these questions. But be careful because you're going to drive them off of Twitter. I'm surprised Pablo Hidalgo still has a Twitter feed. Some of the harassment he gets daily over what is canon or why isn't it canon? How dare you make Prince Zizor not canon? If you still like Prince Zizor, like Prince Zizor. Still exists. I still love Star Wars Force Unleashed. The first game is great. Every now and then I pick it up and I play it again. And there's things from the expanded universe that I wish were canon. More on that later. We're finally going to get that Star Wars rank show off the ground here. I apologize for that. Um, that stuff is out there. That stuff is out there. And you can still enjoy it. But turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream and enjoy a new adventure with Han Solo and trust that the Lucasfilm Story Group is going to take this in the direction they need to go. And if something plops onto their desk that will truly muddle cannon and messy cannon up, I bet they will reject it. 
bet they're rejected. We as Star Wars fans and we as a fandom, let's be better than some of the other fandoms and let's sit back and enjoy. It's a great question from Armchair Media. Tweeting in using the hashtag Spotlight Star War. And he asked again, do you think canon will be restarted again in the future? And, and the answer is no. I don't think it will. I can see it getting messy. I can see more than it being messy that there just being a lot of things to take in. It can seem overwhelming. It is already kind of overwhelming. Life Debt just uh, came out, or, or at least the preview copies. I haven't received mine yet. Oh, boy. Check my privilege. Um, Chuck Windex follow-up to Aftermath, the much maligned Aftermath, and some of the early takes I'm seeing on Life Debt are positive, which is good. And that, too, is another focused on Han story. A Han-focused story, as I should say more correctly. Life Debt, of course, pertaining to Chewie and Han's relationship as long-time running mates. Um... I'm a little overwhelmed. That's more than worrying about canon being messy. I, just as a fan, and I as a broadcaster who uh, wants to talk about Star Wars in the best, most educated way I can with you, our viewers and listeners, here out here in the Force Center world and Jedi Alliance world and Jedi Council world, I want to be up as much as I can. And uh, I feel a little overwhelmed. Just finished Bloodline. It was like a sigh of relief. I don't have to read any Star Wars books for a while. I can relax because it all starts to roll into one. I start, I'm starting to forget things. It's weird. It's like I'm a big baseball fan. From about 1986 to 1993, I can name you almost any player from any team if you just give me a clue or a hint. They play this game with me sometimes off air at Schmozno or Mark Ellis or uh, Tom Dagnina, Dagnino or uh, Makuga will uh, open up a pack of baseball cards from like 1989 and they'll just read off the names and I guess the team and the position. And usually accurate to 95%. Why? Because during that time, my brain just soaked up all that information. So a lot of my Star Wars knowledge comes from the years 1983 to 1991. Everything else has been an effort. Everything else has been me consciously having to continue to study it and keep updated on it, and to take it all in. Uh, Same with Game of Thrones. I have the maps that I pull out, and this is not just when I'm hosting a a podcast or a show about Game of Thrones. I do this on my own. Pull out a map and, like, try to learn more about the world and the realm and the fandom. And I'm sure a lot of you do that here. That's why you're listening to me. So I feel overwhelmed. Maybe that's the more important question is, is, can all this new canon just simply overwhelm us there's so much of it i wouldn't mind if they uh pump the brakes a little bit every time i see a new comic coming out this han solo one when it was announced i gotta admit i'm being honest with you i wasn't overly excited because i thought there's another series i have to read they got the first issue and, and enjoying it and of course i'm gonna enjoy it great job on it marvel so maybe that's the question Will canon ever take a break, new canon ever take a break, so that we can all catch up, so we can get our charts and graphs up and be updated, because that's what we love as fans. We like to know. We like to feel we're part of it. We like to be in that conversation. 
another question uh, on, on uh, hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Some stuff coming in. Also, there was someone who corrected me, and I want to give them credit, and I appreciate it. Scott Despins at Scott Despins said, Hey, Ken, if you remember, Dengar spoke Cockney British in Clone Wars, the animated series voiced by none other than Simon Pegg. Uh, thanks, Scott. Uh, this is uh, I referenced uh, Dengar appearing now in the Bespin download on Battlefront, which is fun, and I'm enjoying playing it. Um, but Dengar has uh, like a Cockney accent, which is something I, I just didn't associate with him. I didn't associate associated with him so much that I forgot that he actually did speak in the Clone Wars cartoon. So, Scott, I appreciate you fact-checking me there and doing it in a very nice way, which is key. Continued conversation coming in about the stuff I said about the Obi-Wan and Anakin comic and the idea that if Anakin left the Jedi Order, so would Obi-Wan. And um, that's sparking a lot of questions in me, and you guys are continuing the conversation, which I appreciate. And a lot of you actually have differing opinions on how I interpreted that or how it is, and I love it. I actually really think that's cool that we can have this conversation, and it's something that I can't wait to sit down with Joseph Grimshaw and Jennifer Landa in person to talk about as well. I want to get their take on it. And so it continues at Ernesto Rosmena at E-R Naro on Twitter. He uh, he sent uh, two tweets to me saying, Obi-Wan made a vow to train Anakin. If Anakin leaves the Order, the vow compels An- An- Obi to train him even outside. He even says so right there in the comic. Give a second look to the conversation with Yoda. He says so. So I'm going to. I haven't had a chance, um, but I appreciate that. And uh, and I wanted to uh, I bring that up so that I could continue to put the call to action out there. But let's, uh, let's talk about this and let's debate what that means. I can't wait to get the great Star Wars pontificator Joseph Scrimshaw in on that conversation. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Aiden at underscore installation 04. Uses hashtag Spotlight Star Wars to ask me. I feel like we need a movie set between three and four, Sith and A New Hope, but with a new story. Something completely fresh, untouched territory. Um, I guess that wasn't a question, more of a statement, huh? But I'm going to turn it into a question, Aiden. Uh, I like that idea. I think there's a lot of territory there, and that's where a lot of the new books are popping in. Um, where uh, Lords of the Sith and Tarkin and stuff like that... Um, uh, Lost Stars even starts in that uh, between three and four era. Uh, there's a lot there. Rebels, of course, uh, most notably is in that era right now. Um, but there's stuff to be uh, seen there. The Kanan comic. Talk about uh, comics. The Kanan comic is set between that time. Starts at Order 66 and works its way up. And I love it. It's a great and interesting time. So to me... To me, a good story to tell might be in the continued uprisings against the Empire, the newly formed Empire. And, of course, the uprisings would be squished. They'd be stopped because the Empire was running generally on full steam by the time we find them in A New Hope and by the time we see them again in Rogue One. So I think there's a lot to tell there. The stuff about uh, Captain Rex showing up in Rebels is kind of the stories, too. Some The characters that could populate these stories, I should say. Ahsoka coming back, not so much, a little bigger. I don't think we're gonna, ever going to follow her story on the big screen. But that's why I think it's interesting that Saw Guerrera pops back up. And how it seemed very intentional that Lucas had created this character. The creator himself, George, give him credit. He believed this character to be important, and there was this uprising, and uh, if you haven't watched The Clone Wars Season 5, I believe, check it out. It's a good good little storyline there. So you watch that, and, and that character's key, and that character comes back, and now it's on Rogue One. That's the kind of stuff I think we can pull from. There's a lot there. There's a lot 
that started in the Clone Wars that we can see carried on after Sith. So right now I don't have a specific story. Maybe you do, Aiden. Tweet it in. In fact, hey, let's put it out to all of you. You can put it on the Facebook page for Center or here to me directly at hashtag Spotlight Star Wars. Add the S, not a war. And uh, let's see, pitch me a movie between three and four. Between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope, it can be any era. It could be a week before Rogue One. We don't know the story yet of Rogue One completely, but it could be a week before then. It could be a minute after Sith. I want to hear what you, the fans, want. Because, this is what I keep coming back to a lot of times, what we still might hate about the prequels does not supersede the fact that we understand there's some great stories in that era and there's things to pull. There could be stories between one and two. There's ten years between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. The Anakin Obi-Wan comic, though not my favorite so far from the Marvel series, still has a great concept. It still has stories to tell. You could still go on with that series. Tweak it a little bit for me, but that's just me. You guys might have enjoyed it. So between Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, you could give me some stories there. That's what I like so much about the Plagueis book by James Lucino, is it did cover a lot about that. It did cover a lot about that. Then there's, again, 10 years of time between the Trade Federation kind of causing some problems and then finding this Annie kid on the desert and suddenly we're uh, in Attack of the Clones in a different climate and wars looming. Uh, Dooku leaving the Jedi Order. Master Sifo-Dyas. There's a lot of stuff there. So that could be an era, too. Pitch me a story. Pitch me a movie. Pitch me a book or comic set between three and four. And hell, do it between one and two. There's a lot of Star Wars stories to tell. You guys have some other questions. I'll get to them later. There's one great question uh, that uh, Armchair Media asked me as well. Great questions, Armchair Media. Um, But I'm going to take that question and put it over to Force Center and get Landa and Scrimshaw in there to help because uh, he asked, as a Star Wars purist, I know you are, Ken. I would like a full Spotlight Star Wars to be on why you don't like fan edits and fan films. So I'm going to cheat, and I'm going to move that over to Force Center and have that kind of conversation with Joseph and Jennifer uh, to help me. Because I think I might come off a little bit harsh if I just do it by myself. Might be a little bit harsh to those fan films and those fan edits, and I don't want to. I want to be respectful of the uh, talented people and talented fans that make them. Joseph does a great job of tempering my harshness. Uh, One final question here. James Cheed, Cheeman1000, took the time to ride in and said, Ken, the Force Center Podcast Network has become my favorite place for Star Wars talk. Thanks for the entertainment, James. Thanks for the support. We are nothing without you all here in our listening audience. But he asks, uh, if you were hired by Lucasfilm, what film production department would you work in? Makeup, set design, stunts, etc., etc.? James, none of those. Um story i i have written screenplays nothing produced like most people here in la and we'll, take, well nothing produced on a scale that you could talk about i've had things made um uh so i'm a writer at heart um part of me is broadcaster at heart as well 
Um, so I, uh, in terms of film production, that that's where I'd have to go. I'd have no other place to be. I'm a producer by job over at Screen Junkies, but that's different. I produce a lot of the live shows, the podcasty, vodcasty shows, because that's my background. I don't do a lot of the taped stuff. I'm not a producer in that sense of the word. Learning that trade, I've done some stuff for for them. So I couldn't be a part of the Lucasfilm film production department in any other way than maybe writing the stories. Unless you just want to give me a Stormtrooper outfit, put me behind a helmet, and let me run around doing some bad acting. I can do that as well. Maybe, maybe Lucasfilm can start like an official podcast network ring. They're doing that with the Star Wars show on the YouTube channel, uh, which is good, entertaining. I like what they're doing there. It's a good attitude behind it. Um, I watch it every Wednesday, so they're doing that officially. Maybe it's time that they get in officially to an official Star Wars podcast network, and there is where I would like to reside. Great question, James. Thanks, as always, for listening. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me at Ken Napsock across all social media platforms. Follow us, follow us at Force Center Pod. Please do, and go to our Facebook page. A lot of stuff from the Force Center main show is over there. We try to diversify our social media. Uh, go over there, and then, of course, uh, listen to all of our shows. Tweet us using those hashtags. We will continue the Star Wars conversation. And again, apologize for the hiatus we had to take here, the Force Center podcast feed. Uh, We will be back in force soon enough once we gather all the troops and put them in one place. So until next time, may that force thing kind of sort of always remain around you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.